Sefer Rus is, is, is beyond beautiful. And like every other Sefer of Tanakh, it can be learned as a level of children. And I always tell people when it comes to young Taibim, it's just so sad how people are still celebrating their Hanukkah and their Purim as they did 10 years ago and 20 years ago as children. It's just, it's, it's just any other business, if it didn't get updated in 10 years or 20 years, it, it, would, it would be dysfunctional. Somehow in our Yiddishkeit, it's acceptable. So same thing goes with us. You know, the kids in school learn the story and your children and your grandchildren are going to hear the story. You hear the story about a woman. It, all of the secrets are not Tarash Peh. As always, all the beauty of everything is in Tarash Peh because the Psukim are very straightforward and you see, of course, the story is the story, but then when you listen to Chazal share with you the details and the insights, ah, oh, there's the beauty of Rus and the contrast of Rus and her sister, which we're going to talk about are two people who look the same, did the same things, and you're going to hear how they reached... Well, I have to tell you, the biggest shock I ever had was, I think it was during COVID, I was learning something about Miguel Sorosa. It was that time when everybody was like, you know, in jail, that um, Golias was Orpa's son, grandson, son. And David is Rus. Well, we're going to get to everything. I was like, like, all right, so you just told half my share, which is fine. People do it all right. the time. I mean, oh, I got to, well, I skipped no, to the when end. We get yeah. to, no, 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 when we get to understand that, that but this is exactly well, a great, right. this is a great example of what I mean. We're going to see nothing's random. Why Orpa had Goyas come out of her, not that she was just not good, she ended up going the other extreme. You'll be mind, your mind will blow. I mean, and there were sisters, right? Yeah, sisters. sisters, both from the same so, royal background. And somehow we're going to have to see the difference between the two. Literally, one went on to become the grandmother of David, and one went on to become the grandmother of Goyas, representing good and evil. It's fascinating. So let's, let's start tonight, and Beis Hashem will give uh, our people, the women, the opportunity next week. And again, we'll talk later if there's an opportunity to find a little more of a reasonable time. That's fine. Okay. So, I just want to introduce one thing before we get through this. If we're laying Rus on Shuas, there's nothing random. Like, we need to stick something into Shuas, let's do Rus. There's nothing. I need you to understand that the depth means that Rus is part, the lesson of Rus, the learning of Rus, is part and parcel with Matan Torah. You don't have to be too smart to make the connection that we went through a conversion. What do you think we went through? We went through the Tvilo, we went through the Hazoya, we went through our own conversion. We were not Jews before Matan Torah. So everyone's a bunch of converts, by the way. And we have to understand we're celebrating the anniversary of our own personal conversion, and we're asked to look at Rus and to reassess our personal relationship with our Baruch based on this amazing woman. And we need to understand why will Rus always be considered the quintessential convert. I'd like to tell you, we all know very well some very amazing women that converted, or men that converted, whatever it is. We're talking about Rus, I'm talking, focusing on women, I'm talking to women. But do you not know the most amazing converts? And think about over the past, our history, our rich history. Don't you think they were the most amazing converts? Like what, where did Rus stand out? Why was she so unique? Okay, and if you can understand that she's being placed as the ultimate role model, means we're supposed to measure against her. Understand? And this is really what um, 
what we need to go ahead and understand. Okay? Um, what I want to focus on in my introduction to Rus, and we will Bez Hashem learn through the Psukim over the next few weeks, is, you know, I want to talk not about the difference. Baruch Hashem, we're talking to a, a, a crowd of from people. We're not going to talk about from versus secular Jews. What we're here to talk about tonight is the difference between a connected Jew and a non-connected Jew, both from. And why am I saying this? And I'm going to start by introducing you that there are two women who started the exact same story. Okay? And I need you to understand that these two women okay did not look any difference when it began okay and why is this so entangled you know if i can just share with you we're standing here the day after pasha's akhri mice and on yom kippur we do something very strange what do we do we take two goats that look the exact same and they rehearse beautifully in this safer speaks about how that represents the two lives of people who went to the same school They've been raised by the same parents, like two sisters, two brothers. And what happens? Look at, look at the difference where you can end up. And it's an inspiration for us on Yom Kippur to take a moment to look around and understand that just because everyone looks like they're doing the same thing, and just because everything feels like everyone's doing the same thing, that's, that's not how it goes. Okay? We, we Baruch Hashem, are fortunate to... Understand, yeah, that not everything is the way it seems, okay? So we're going to see that there were these two sisters, these two women, they were both sisters. I want to be clear, the reason they go in history, they were daughters of kings. It means they did not look to marry into the Jewish people for their success or for anything else, okay? Two girls who both rejected the comforts of their home who decided to convert and marry two brothers. And today we are going to see that one became the mother of Dabra Melech. She's called forever Imoshel Malchus. And the sister becomes the mother of Goyas. Her kids are the Palestinians who Goyas is her number one. Okay? If you want to hear something interesting, the Zayar says that when she came to Mayav, she was rejected by the Moabites. You know why? Because she was so low. Um, if you know what I'm about, the two sisters, I'm sure make sure you're catching it. Okay, we're going to learn Rus for the next, uh, the next few weeks. So Arpa fell so low that the Moabites, she was such a uh, Zayna, she was so into adultery, she was such a low woman who was open to anyone who wanted her, that they rejected her in Mayav. I want you to realize what just happened. We have two women, okay? And um, it's uh, it's interesting, just a little off, if I may. Um, the Medrash tells us that she was intimate with a dog. And what's fascinating is when David Melech fights Goliath, he screams at David, my dog, did you talk to me that way? very interesting as they 
uh, he, he felt a bit doggy. It's interesting. <laughs> it just, uh, so here's my million dollar question. And I'm going to focus on a few beautiful pesukim. And this is what I want the message we're going to share tonight. Two sisters, both reject their homes, both marry young Jewish boys, brothers. Somehow, one becomes what? The mother of Yisrael. And one becomes rejected by her own people because she's so low. Understand how... Can I ask a question? Yes. So, um, is there any talk in the... We're talking about Tarshabal Peh. Uh, in the Mepharshim about how Arpa, she, she became so low, but how she had the the um, the merit to marry exactly. in the first place. W- like why? Like okay, we understand Russ. Russ became who Russ was, but like Arpa was. No, she may not have been low that, but like what was it that she that even though no children came from it doesn't matter. But like what did she do right that she was mar- able to marry into that family in the first yeah. place? We are going to see, we have a list of women. Okay, I want to just be clear. We have another two women that are contrasted. I want to take a moment to, to veer off, just to give you a little background, okay? Mm-hmm. The rabbis tell us there are two great women who started off with Shem Shemayim, and they veered off. One was Tamar, and one was Ishes Potiphar. I want to take a moment on this, okay? I'm just going to use another set of women, just to bring out as an introduction. Two women... That the Torah testifies. Why did Asia's Potiphar want to be with Yosef? I want to be clear. We're not talking about a woman. She was a happily married woman to the most successful man in Mitzrayim. I want to just be clear. She was not looking to just start with the lad in her house. Because I'll tell her she saw that she was going to have children from Yosef. Are you familiar with this, Chazal? No. This is a Rashi and Chomish. This is very... Yeah. And guess what? Was she wrong? No. Who is Yosef's wife? Who is Yosef's oh, wife? Oh, uh, Her daughter. Yeah. She saw it foggy. She saw, this is real. I want to be clear. She said, I want to be with him. And look at Rashi. Rashi said, she said, I want to be with him in this world and in Olam Haba. This was not a classic case of just Znos. I, it's important we understand this. When the Torah tells us stories about Znos, the Torah is not. This was a L'Shem Shemayim story. Okay? The, we all know today, Tamar goes down in history as being a L'shem Shemayim, excuse me, I don't have a nice way to say it, but right, she's a harlot down the street now. The Torah testifies she's a L'shem Shemayim woman. She didn't want to be with her father-in-law. He didn't want it. They both did L'shem Shemayim. Tells us Chazal, one goes down forever in infamy, and one goes down forever as the mother again of what? Malchus. Anyone see the very interesting connection over here? What's the common denominator? Tamar was a mother of Mashiach? And Rus was a mother of Mashiach. So, before I get to Rus and Nami, I want to focus on the difference between Tamar and Ashes Potiphar. Tells us Chazal. You know what was different between the two of them? How they responded when things did not go their way. What happened with Ashes Potiphar? When Yosef told her no. She went ahead and she got the wrath of the law against him. She had him thrown into jail. She had no issue with him suffering and languishing. People make all sorts of jokes that she was his mother-in-law. That's why I don't want to go into, you know, because she was his mother-in-law. And that's why she threw him into jail. I don't want to get into mother-in-law jokes. It was his mother-in-law. Right, but yet? 
No. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> Even better. It's really okay. sad. Like okay. You know what? I didn't realize it's Sorry nine, about my. It's nine ten at night. Maybe we'll leave the jokes for a different week. Okay. I'm joking. One of those jokes is hard to resist. But anyway, anyway. So on a serious note, she went in. She threw him into jail. Right. What happened? She started the shame shemayim. Don't tell mm. me no. What happened when Tomar did not go as planned? What did she do? She was ready to get thrown into the fire, and she was not going to mess up Yehuda. There's no getting back. What's the point? The difference between the path to Gehenna and the path to Ganeidin sometimes is a bad decision. Is when someone steps in you the wrong way, how do you respond? Fascinating. Two women. I'm using these women as an introduction to our two women. I'm actually sure we're going to get to our own Nami and Arpa in a moment. I just first want to just show you how. I'll give you a minute to write that. This is important. You know that no one I know wakes up in the morning and says, I want to get, I want to do something bad today. I don't believe anyone in the world, by the way, does that. So what happens? How come so many people, when they go to bed at night, have a lot of, oh, they got bad. It all starts when, when no one steps on your toes. You're good. No one's bad. We're not intrinsically bad people. What happens when people rub us the wrong way? When people step on our toes? I mean, not us. I'm talking about other people, obviously. It's always more fun to talk about everyone else out of the room. We're perfect, and we'll continue. But all jokes aside, what happens now? How we react. How do you react? But that's the point. To start L'Shem Shemayim is easy. Everyone starts L'Shem Shemayim. What happens when people start playing with you? What happens when people start not going the way you want? Could you endure? Somehow, Nomi and Rus both started the Shem Shemayim. Question becomes, what happens when things... Nomi, I'm sorry, Rus and Arpa, thank you. What happens when what? Things get rocky. Because that's where it counts. And we're sitting here on Shurz, and we're wondering about us. When things go well, they're all amazing, by the way. What happens when a Baruch throws you the curveball? Is where the good... We say the expression of the men and the boys, I assume it's the women and the girls. Does that work? Or is it just, we don't use the expression that way. They say that separates the men and the boys. You've heard the expression? It's a fa- you ever heard that expression? Yeah, but we use that also, actually. No, I don't think anybody very, says, okay, like, in the business world. In the business world, it says the men and the boys, which means you yeah. see who can endure. Like, uh, who are the, it's a beautiful... <laughs> right, okay. so it's not like just like, it's referred to as men. Like, in the business world, you might refer to yeah. women, like, we're going to... You don't say, we're going to figure out who's a man, who's a woman, and who's a girl. Right. No, it's still like... There's an expression of no. you want to know who's real who's and who's not. going to make it out in the end. Strong. Okay. I want to tell you something. Okay? Again, this is all an introduction. Okay? Um, there's a Pasuk in yesterday's parasha. And Shal Shuris yesterday had the opportunity to touch upon this Pasuk. That says something amazing. That Akash begs us, you're going into Mitzrayim and into Canaan. I plead with you, Kemas Eretz Mitzrayim, like the adultery that the people of Mitzrayim did, please don't do, and like the people you're going is after leaving Mitzrayim, and into, and Rashi brings an amazing Chazal. He says, what, the, these were the two most decadent societies. And I guess why, this is terrible, Chazal bring down further, you know how? You know why they were the most decadent? Because the Jews lived amongst them. I, I took it personal, I don't know about you. The reason they're so awful, yeah, okay, you should. And the rabbis explain it. They explain Hakushbahu chose us to go to Mitzrayim, which was documented as the most decadent society. Why? 
Because what makes you stronger? What makes you stronger? When you put, what makes, you ever saw fire starting to be, water starts getting poured on fire, what happens? The fire starts. Have you ever seen a light bulb go out? What happens? It, the light bulb, before it goes down, what happens? It tries its best to stay alive. By the way, when someone's standing with a family member who's very close and unfortunately near death, it's always that time, oh, he's getting better. And then it, it, it's just because yeah. the body goes one last push of all energy. But on a, serious, uh, uh, on a more practical note for us, why is it that Kosh did this? And the morale explains beautifully. It's here to make us stronger. Okay? If I want to know how strong you're holding on to a ball, okay? You know what? How do I find out? By watching you or by trying to grab it away from you and then watch how strong you're holding it? How does Hashem make sure that we hold on to our ball? How do we hold on to our tire? By putting us into the most decadent society, it actually strengthens us. It makes sure you will not fall. It's very fascinating. This is how we're always, by the way, the Jews are always in the middle of... It's because it's, we're talking about decadent. It makes like it hard. Publicly, like they're, when they're when we're living in a society, Jews living in a society in societies like in Gallus, where where Jews live in New York, they live in Los Angeles. <laughs> they're not living in Nevada. They're not living in the Bible Belt. It sounds crazy, but we're living in the in the we're always living where the stuff is going on, the world stuff. It's just the reality. Again, not we're every Jew. It, right? Just understand, it's not random. The Torah it's tells us it's because we go. The uh-huh. gift that Kosh took us to Mitzrayim is actually on purpose. In Canaan, they were so bad. We're going there. What's the key? The key is it strengthens us when we have the, you know. <laughs> have you ever had a good sweet and sour salmon or sweet and sour chicken? Why is that so popular? It sounds crazy. What, sweet or sour? Which one do you like? like salted caramel. Salted caramel. <laughs> it, it, nobody, it, it, right. Can I ask you? Someone's asked me. Just, what's up with people? Imagine someone never saw anyone make a coffee before. He watches you take bitter coffee and you put it in. And then you put in sugar. Which one do you like? Do you like bitter or do you like sweet? And then I heard if you put, if you put salt in your sugar, it like it, it neutralizes the the acid the acid from the... I just then you go coffee. ahead I would never and you put coffee. Then you put hot water because you want hot. And then you put cold milk in. What is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. Imagine someone watched you make a coffee for the first time. You look like you're just bipolar, right? right? You can't decide what you like. What's the answer? No. The bitterness is overcome by the sweetness, and they both fight each other, and there's a certain element to that. The hot and cold, understand that this is the sweet and sour, the salt and caramel. You can pick and choose whichever one you want. There's something to it. Because the enemy, the enemy, the opposite brings out the strength. Okay? When we go, when we talk about Kamasi Eretz Mitzrayim, Kamasi Eretz Kanan, this is not random. This is here to bring us out. If you ever wondered why Hollywood was invented, it was for us not to watch. You can't leave the middle of that sentence. <laughs> and please don't take it. I, I, what I'm bringing out is the decadence. It was invented by Jews. Who? But it was invented. One hundred. I have a friend who lives in Hollywood who's involved, and he told me, Rabbi, it's not one ounce exaggerated. He does a Hanukkah party, and the entire Hollywood is there. He says, "Yeah, it's unfortunate." But, but again, by the way, all of decadence is again. This is the same thing. And by the way, Dr. Batman, this is the exact same point. We are attracted to this, so the ones of us that are strong, fight it down the road, are part of it. You need to realize. So again, the two things attract, 
and there are those that will get sucked into it and those that will become stronger because of it. So when we have yeah. these two women who had this test and we're going to have now Nomi and Arpa, one is going to become super major and the other one's going to fall. Can I ask you a question? Who is the biggest lowlife in the world's history? They don't know? Yep, Bilam yep. oh. says Chazal, he was married to his donkey. doesn't say that about anyone else. He was not married. He was married to a donkey. He did not have a, a wife. He married a donkey. Now, can I ask you a question? You know why, why the nations got Bilam? It says that they went to Hashem. Hashem said one day they're going to come and say, we got Moshe. Oh, so I have to give them. So I'm giving them Bilam. And what did we get out of that guy? Okay. Can I ask you a question? Does that make sense to you? The answer is yes. Why? Bilam was given the opportunity to hit the greatest heights. You have two choices. You either what? And what we're going to see with Nomi Narpa is the same thing happened. The higher you can go, the higher you can fall. So, but there's no middle ground. Yeah, in this situation, when Jews fall, when Jews fall, right. they fall much lower. Right. I have a friend of mine. Not a friend of mine. I was in Svas for a Shabbos. I met an Israeli soldier who was a Baltruba. He was in the American army and the Israeli army. He said the Israeli army is 100 times more decadent than the American army. So the American army is much better for, for a Jew. The Israeli army is full of Whatever, we're not going to have details. I could not believe it. I was so surprised. Mm -hmm. He says, Rabbi, this is a site of Baltruva reason. He goes, Rabbi, when Jews fall, we fall. We know fall we fall hard. the lowest. It, it, but again, but understand it's the rubber band effect. The higher you can shoot up, the higher you can fall. It, it's just what it is. Which is, again, yeah. we're going to get to how Orpah had the potential to be the mother of Clydesville. She became someone I will talk about. She was rejected by the nations of the world for being such she a. She had some part also, part of like this with Ahmed. It was like up here then his, his wife that's reminds something else him, right his right. wife reminds him like you know if the, when the jew rises that's it but then even though we were in Gaulus, we, we were returned but it was never the same thing also you know it's never the same like, so, like women who are naturally modest suddenly dress like so much more immodest than even men do because you have this natural modesty and so you deny it you go people who fall fall much lower so what, yeah. what my goal what I'm going to do with you we're just going to start it this week and next week we'll have the opportunity to expound to show you that there was a, something about Arpa's relationship all along in the Pesukim I'm going to show it to you mm -hmm. that she was just walking the walk mm. I'm going to prove this to you this is way too powerful for me just to tell you believe me I'm going to show it to you yeah. in the Pesukim so she wasn't really a Shemshemayim she was in it because of external pressure, mm -hmm. and she was following her sister, and she was literally doing it. And again, if everything would work out, it'd be great. Where it doesn't work is with this resistance and rejection. That's where it counts. You are as big as your biggest test. And the next time you get a curveball from a Baruch what you will get, and that's not a curse, that's for some. That's because it's reality. Instead of looking at it as the big push away, recognize that this is who you are. And you know what? Do you know why Yosef is called Yosef Tzaddik and none of his brothers are? Why? No one got that test. None of his brothers were ever learned, were ever alone. You have to think of Yosef. And I think of Yosef, a teenager, alone, in the most decadent country in the world, the Torah testifies that Aisha's Paitifara was one of the most beautiful women ever. Alone, he's alone, rejected. Akashbah who threw him away. He had every reason to say what? I'm gone. I'm Why rejected. Not? No, Hashem, yeah. you threw me away. Yeah. I'll show you. 
when you pass that, Orpah got told by her mother-in-law, go, just, just go. What do you mean? Why are you telling me to go? She told Nami, she told Rosari to go also. Rus didn't take it personal. She took it as that loving test. Orpah said, you're pushing me away. Hmm. Who are you in your life? And again, we're going to go through the Pesukim, I don't know if we'll probably be next week, I'm being honest, but we will go through the Pesukim. Think about these two women who got a test, this time it was from their mother-in-law. Okay, who got a push? They both got pushed away. Talk about converts. There are plenty of converts that got pushed away who took it personal and never converted, by the way. I can tell you, in my own last couple of years, it wasn't. There were people who were fuming that they were over-pushed away, and they let it. There were those that were also hurt, and guess what? Okay. Comes Yavor. I'll take it. How do you look at your challenges? You're being pushed away from a Kashmarhu? That's Arpa. She was mad, and she fell to the lowest point. And then you have not, you have a Rus who says, she was zeichet to be the mother of Klaiso, not because she also had challenges, only because when she was rejected, she took the rejection, and that's where she got. That's where she got. On Shavuos is our moment of truth. Where are you at with your relationship with Kosh I need everyone to understand that Shavuos is our anniversary. There's a chuppah. You know something that I don't know if you women know this. Do you know that every minhag that we do at a chuppah is taken from Matantar? All the minhagim. There's a Chuvas Tashbates, one of the Rishayim, or the Echreinim, who goes on to explain. He brings every minute that we do by a chuppah, and he ties it into how it happened at Mount Tair. This is, this is a real thing. Hashem married us, the Tair is the Ksuba, and I can go into a lot of the Ramazan, maybe we will. Okay? Just like every couple, there's something called, you know, the man is the Yud and the woman is the Hey, are you familiar with that? That's why there's Ish and Isha. They're both the word Ish. The man is the yod, the woman is the hay, right? So we have two. Where's the vav hay? Anyone else? You ever thought about that? You have the yod hay. Is that enough? So if you're not, if you're a little bit dyslexic, it will help actually. <laughs> the word ksuba, a little jumbled, is ksav vav hay. You know that a couple that doesn't find a ksuba is not allowed to live together? Do you know this? A couple of the, of the, of the, of the, check at home if you have a ksuba. You're not allowed to be with your husband. According to the Ramah, you can't be intimate. According to the to the Beis you can't even live in the same house. You have this yichud. Why? What's this big deal? The ksuba is the uh, is the other part. The ksuba in this case of mountain Torah is the Torah. Hashem gave us the Torah as our ksuba, and this is not just. I need to understand when Chazal used things. This is not like just to make us feel good. There's depth and meaning and analogies that have to be analyzed. What does it mean that Chazal married us? What does it mean that he went ahead and we did all these things? He stepped. You know, we woke up. You know, the husband walks up one step when the kala comes, says, Chazal, did that. When we came, all those things are exact. So just uh, what happens out of life, you didn't have a chance to do it at your because you never knew about it, relax. You're still happily married, you're kosher. Some of the things the rabbis make a big deal about, some don't. So this is not the first group of Bali Chuba. I, I haven't thought about it. He probably was told by the Masada to take a step up. There are certain customs, the idea of going around seven times, we can talk about it. It's a beautiful share wants to have, maybe on Shavuos. But for a different opportunity. Where, where are we now? What? Where are we now? Just so, could we cap before we actually... Uh, <laughs> it's like, where are we now? Sorry. We I'm were... still awake. <laughs> I was okay. paying attention. <laughs> where we are now with our introduction this week is we're standing at a threshold of two women 
both get rejected. One becomes the mother of Malchus and one becomes the mother of Goliath. What changed? What we will start next week is actually I will take you through the Psukim and you will see diuk after diuk of how when it speaks about Rus's response versus Nami and you will see something fascinating that they're in this. And so here's the deal. On Shavuos, I need a moment for you to reflect. Are we in this because we love it? And if we were given a choice, we do this again. Or are we in it because this is what we're put into, this is what we're part of, and just walking the walk. Many people look wonderful, but they're not in it with their heart. And remember, you know, where to, when there's no challenges, it's not going to explode. You know when it's going to explode? When the challenges come up. That's where you see who's married, Takash Baruch, and who's just, you know, together. We're married, but the marriage is on the rocks, as they say. Very different. No, but, but this is really why we're learning Rus. And Beit Hashem is Barach. I think we, uh, late. I think we'll, enough uh, here. I think we'll, we'll, yeah, next we will actually get into the Pesukim. I think we owe it to people to advertise um, that I'm going to go into the Pesukim. Um,